What's up, Buffalonians? It's your boy, Nick English. If you want the facts, the stats, and all the sports info in the 716, you have come to the right place. This is English Encore, Buffalo's favorite sports channel. I'm your host, Nick English. Hope everyone's staying safe and healthy out there. Hope everyone is enjoying the new year. The Buffalo Bills have finished their season 13-3. They are going to be the number two seed for the NFL playoffs starting next Saturday. They will be hosting the number seven seeded Indianapolis Colts at 1 p.m. on Saturday. Uh, Really great game for the Bills to close out the season. A lot of people weren't sure what they were going to exactly do going into that game. We weren't sure if we were going to see Josh Allen for the full game, half the game, a quarter, a drive. We didn't really know. Um, He played the offense and starters pretty much played the entire first half. The defensive starters played a little bit into the third quarter. Um, By the fourth quarter, it was all backups. And the Bills just annihilated the Dolphins, 56-26, ending the Dolphins' playoff hopes and dreams. The Colts and Titans both won later in that Uh, later in the night so they both went on to the playoffs because the titans won we are facing the colts had the titans lost um, which it looked like it could have happened for a second we would have been hosting the titans i think the bills definitely get a great matchup against the colts for the first round game overall it was a great three-phase win for the bills isaiah mckenzie was an absolute beast he had two receiving touchdowns and a punt return for a touchdown so special teams clicking Tyler Bass um, got the most points for Bills kicker in a season, um, out kicking Steve Christie. Josh Norman got a pick six. The team had three interceptions on the game of two attack of Viola. He did not look good. Um, Bills fans are going to be super happy if he continues to play that way um, for seasons to come. But he is a rookie, so we'll kind of hold out till next season, see what they do in the offseason. Um, there was original reports they were getting rid of Chan Gailey. Now they're kind of taking a step back on that, so we're not sure what they're doing with them. They do hold the Texans' number three overall pick, so they're going to definitely be getting some good players coming in. Josh Allen, another strong performance. He did throw a pick early on. It was just a great play um, by their cornerback, but three touchdowns on the day, two of them to Isaiah McKenzie. The third one, a deep bomb to John Brown, welcoming him back to the offense. Matt Barkley played pretty well in relief, hitting Gabriel Davis for a nice touchdown. Antonio Williams might have just taken TJ Yeldon's spot. He ran the ball super well, two touchdowns. And if the Bills can continue to play like this against the number one ranked team defense um, in the Miami Dolphins, I mean, they've been throttling teams over these past three or four weeks, all very good um, teams overall. I think the Bills right now are definitely the hottest team going into the playoffs This isn't a team you want to face outside of the Kyler Murray Hail Mary. They've won all of their games since they lost to the Chiefs on that weird Monday night game following um, their Tuesday night loss to the Titans. So the Bills are clicking at all cylinders. Cole Beasley's injury is still a little bit concerning early on in the game. You could definitely tell they were missing him a little bit just from that slot perspective. However, today the Bills did officially sign both Kenny Stills and Tanner Gentry. Kenny Stills was previously on the Dolphins and the Texans, recently the Texans. He's going to add a whole nother element to the Bills offense. You know, this offense is already loaded as is. He's just going to be another piece 
And what it also is going to allow the Bills to do is if Cole Beasley, for some reason, isn't ready to go against the Colts on Saturday, I think if you're able to get Stills acclimated enough and know enough plays, even if it's a limited number of snaps, he can play both outside and inside. Even you can move Diggs a little bit more and get better matchups for him in the slot. I think it's going to allow the Bills to have a little bit more flexibility to rest Cole Beasley going forward in the playoffs, assuming they would beat the Colts. I'm not going to assume that they would, but I think if there's a bad or if there's a chance that Cole Beasley could risk the injury getting worse by playing, and they feel confident enough, which they should, to beat the Colts and have him ready for that next week, that's definitely what they should do. They also signed Tanner Gentry. Many of you probably don't know him, but he was Josh Allen's go-to receiver at Wyoming. So just adding some more weapons on the offensive side of the ball for Josh. Josh finishes an unbelievable year. To me, he's going to finish MVP, uh, probably third in that race, just because Aaron Rodgers has undoubtedly had an amazing season, and I think it's just been very tough for Josh to win the award over him. Truly, I think Josh Allen does deserve to get second based on the way that Patrick Mahomes has played over these past three or four weeks, and he didn't play week 17 because they already had the one seed locked up. Um, so to me, Josh deserves to be the number two in the MVP conversation. However, I think he'll end up finishing three just because of Mahomes' popularity. And then, you know, Derrick Henry getting over 2,000 yards, he's clearly number four. And if you were throwing in five, you would easily argue either Stephon Diggs or Devontae Adams in that conversation. On the year, Josh Allen finishes with 4,544 yards, 37 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, completion percentage of 69.2, and a pass rating of 107.2. Then he also had 421 rushing yards and 8 touchdowns. So you're talking a guy that had 45 total touchdowns on the year, only 10 interceptions. Um, he broke Jim Kelly's touchdown record. He just broke Drew Bledsoe's passing record. So just an unreal year for Josh. Really happy at how he has continued to progress. And I'll get into it in a few episodes from now. It's kind of talking about the Bills coaching staff front office and the job they've done building it from the bottom up. But Ken Dorsey, Brian Dayball, Sean McDermott, um, Brandon Bede, and just the Bagulas in general all deserve immense credit for drafting and developing Josh. Stephon Diggs, another credit to Brandon Bean. He finishes the year both first in the NFL in receptions and receiving yards. 127 receptions, 1,535 yards receiving and eight touchdowns. Really helped unlock Josh Allen. It was just a perfect fit into the Bills offense. Opened up the entire field. Let Cole Beasley have his best season in his career. John Brown dealt with injuries, but Gabriel Davis, their fourth-round pick, another credit to Brandon Bean in their scouting department. Getting these guys in later rounds to come in you know, and step up. The free agent pickups of guys like John Feliciano, Darrell Williams, those type of players over the years. Getting Micah Hyde, the Jordan Poyers, cannot go unnoticed. The Bills, to me, have a very good chance at making it to the AFC Championship game. And if they can continue to play at this level, get Cole Beasley back, continue to improve on defense, what they've been doing ever since that Kansas City Chiefs game and the bye week, I think the Bills really do have a chance at going and winning a Super Bowl. They do have to get through the Chiefs. You have to knock off that top dog first. The Chiefs kind of handled you earlier in the season, but you never know what can happen. If the Chiefs were to lose, that's why getting the number two seed was so important for this game because now if the Chiefs were to lose, everything's going to be going through Bills Stadium in Orchard Park in the snow. 
um, in the cold weather and all the elements that the Bills loved. Not to mention we're finally getting fans um, in the stadium for this first game. It's going to be electric. I'm super excited for it. I know all of Bills Mafia is excited for it. I think the Bills are just one of the fun teams in the NFL. I think everyone's starting to even just enjoy watching them, even if they're not a Bills fan. It's a really cool story having both them and a good franchise and passionate fans like the Cleveland Browns getting in the playoffs. I think the AFC playoffs is super stacked this year. It's going to be some great for some great matchups, and I think the Bills have a legitimate shot at going to the Super Bowl. I'll be doing another episode a little bit earlier this week. I'll be doing it on Thursday, kind of breaking down their matchup against the Colts. And I'll also be doing um, a preview of some other playoff games as well on Thursday. Moving on to the next topic for today, we're going to talk about the Buffalo Sabres in depth. So recording this after the blue and gold scrimmage today, some obvious players missing. Linus Allmark is currently still going through um, the COVID protocol because he was coming back you know, from Europe, so he's currently quarantining. Jack Eichel dealing with an upper body injury, nothing serious. They're kind of just being cautious with him. Victor Olipson in their last practice got had his arm go into the goalpost hard to the net in a drill with Rasmus Dahlin. He did return to practice later um, in the session, but then missed the entire second session of the day. So he was held out of the scrimmage today as well. And then Dylan Cousins, who I'll get to in a little bit, um, is still over in the World Juniors. He's going to be pretty much a plug-and-play. As I said, I'll talk about that in just a few seconds. Overall, just going through kind of the stock up, stock down of the players after watching the entire scrimmage, I thought Tage Thompson played exceptionally well. Used his body, was a lot more of a physical presence than he had been um, when he was in the NHL before. Scored a really nice goal, hit the post a few times. I thought he played super well when he was given the opportunity to play with Taylor Hall on that top line because of Eichel and Olsson not there. I think he took advantage of that opportunity and played extremely well. Sam Reinhart, a guy that I've always been very high on, talked about how important he is to this team. I thought he played tremendously well, created a lot of great scoring opportunities for both himself, Eric Stahl, and Jeff Skinner. Henry Okiaru scored two goals. I thought he was very good defensively in his own zone, clearing pucks out in front of the net, getting it out, um, from their own end very quickly. I think his skating's actually improved. I feel like I thought he was a little bit faster skating with the puck today. And then Cody Eakin, I thought, um, actually kind of surprised me. I didn't realize how good of a skater he was. He was getting in and out of the neutral zone very quickly as well. He did a really nice job before Zemgis Gergensen's went down with an injury. Um, stock down, Kyle Laposo. He added a few more pounds in the offseason, which isn't great. Um, for a guy like that compared to guys like Rasmus Dahlin, Olofsson, Dylan Cousins, those guys who wanted to put on pounds um, just to gain more muscle. He added a few pounds in a player at his age for a third, fourth line role where you're already overpaying him as a grinder type player. Um, I didn't think was great. He looked a little slow. Didn't see him generate too many opportunities. Rasmus Asplund was kind of up and down all game. I didn't think he took advantage of a great opportunity for himself with a guy like Olofsson. Some of these other guys being banged up to get himself an opportunity to either make team or be on the taxi squad. I thought he actually hurt himself today. Casey Middlestat, he showed a few flashes of doing nice things, but he was still getting bodied off the puck very easily. Um, It was another guy I don't think he took advantage of an opportunity today to really showcase his skills. I have a tough time deciding what we should do with him just because 
It'd be good for him to play in Rochester, continue to get playing time, but that's not going to be starting until mid-February. Um, so he could be a taxi squad candidate, I'm hoping, in these next few days. And then the second scrimmage that he'll kind of showcase himself more. And then Johans- Jonas Johansson in goal, uh, he really struggled today. He had a few really bad goals. The second goal by Henry Ricciaro, he literally just looked like he was unprepared for the shot. Went down really late in his stance, didn't really do anything. Um, he struggled mightily today. Um, he allowed four goals. He was just not good. I don't think he's going to really be that third guy um, for the Sabres because they have to carry that third goalie um, on the taxi squad for the season because of the COVID protocols. Carter Hutton looked okay today. Um, I think it's a little bit harder to judge him just because Taylor Hall was on that side, so I would like to see him go up against him. And then obviously Eichel and Olofsson didn't play either. Hopefully if we get Linus Allmark back here, we'll have a better chance to assess both Hutton and Allmark in the coming days. The other takeaways I had was Rustalainen deserves a shot to be on this team. Um, I thought he played super well in his opportunity that he was given to play with Thompson and Taylor Hall. I thought he was very aggressive um, on the puck defensively. Um, I think he has a really nice shot, and I think the idea of a potential him, Tage Thompson, and either Dylan Cousins or someone else on that right side I think would be very good. Gergensen's injury is definitely tough. Tobias Reeder did a nice job today. Um, so it'll be interesting to see who would replace him going forward um, if his injury is long-term. Ralph Kruger, after the game, said that they weren't sure um, how long he would be out for, that he was still being evaluated. I was very impressed with the Reinhardt skinner stall line. I think it's going to be lethal, something the Sabres desperately needed last year with secondary scoring. I think this line's definitely going to do that once they can continue to get their chemistry already, though they are creating a ton of chances. Really only a line that generated a ton of chances for that team today um, compared to the Blue Squad, which was just all over them most of the game. And then Rasmus Dahlin and Taylor Hall both flashed brilliance. Um, just Dahlin, the way he skates, gets in and out of defenders with the puck. Taylor Hall's ability um, to see plays, uh, keep pressure on when they have the puck in the offensive zone, um, just very skilled. It's going to be great to see what he can do when Eichel and Olipson are out there. Um, and it seems like the guys are just having fun. Um, I'm really interested to see how this team meshes this year. The lines during the training camp so far, um, outside of the injuries, was Hall, Rustalion, Thompson, Stahl, Skinner, Reinhardt, Gergensen's Eakin, Oposo, Middlestat, Lazar, and Reeder with both Asplund and Riley Sheehan. Uh, rotating in with Middlestat. McCabe and Rustalion on the blue line, which is still a little bit concerning to me. Rav Kruger continues to praise Ristolainen. Ristolainen said he's actually happy because of the offseason moves they made. Him and McCabe just concern me playing together. I'd rather have them break up. I don't want them playing 20 to 25 minutes per game. Dolly and Montour, Miller, Okiaru, and Irwin Davidson are their pairs. I thought Matt Irwin actually had a very nice scrimmage today as well. In to see how the line shake up when Eichel, Olsen, and Cousins are all here. Eichel and Olsen will slot in for Ristolainen and Thompson. Um, once they come back, which means that Roostalainen and Thompson are probably both going down with Middlestat and, or it'll be Middlestat, Thompson, and uh, Roostalainen. Reader and Lazard will probably rotate in. However, with the Gergensen's injury, one of those guys will probably get another chance. Guys like Will Borgen might have an opportunity to get some time defensively as well to make their case for the taxi squad. Um, but overall, I thought the scrimmage was pretty good today. I'm going to see what the second scrimmage will be like with both the other guys back. 
and then Dylan Cousins probably slotting in a few days before the season starts um, in an immediate role, for, in my opinion. Um, just talking about the World Juniors now real quick. As a Sabres fan, these past few years have obviously been really tough. I mean, the past 9, 10 years have been really tough. But the Sabres are finally at a point where fans can be excited about a lot of their young talent prospects just looking at this World Juniors alone. And I know some Sabres fans are very skeptical because we saw Casey Middlestat, you know, light up the World Juniors and he's kind of not panned out so far for us um, as much as we'd like him to. Same thing with a guy like Alex Nylander who we traded away. However, you can make the case. A guy like Sam Reinhart who tore up the World Juniors, he's been great for us. Um, so it really just depends on the players. But to me, the Sabres have hit, especially in these last couple drafts, J.J. Paterka, the fact that he fell the second round, the Sabres made the effort to go up and get him. He finished the World Juniors, five games played, four goals, six assists, ten points. He was a minus five, but that Germany team was just very underwhelming. Um, he was unreal in that tournament. He has a cannon of a shot, and I think Sabres fans are going to be seeing him a lot sooner than they probably would have thought when they drafted him this year. Jack Quinn is still playing for Canada, as they're going to have a chance to be playing for gold five games he has one goal three assists for four points and he is plus nine he's been playing a little bit with Dylan Cousins because of the Kirby Doc injury um he's kind of been bouncing around lines but overall he's been making some plays each and every game he's a player I still think that's going to be two three years away where Paterka I think is actually only going to be one or two years away Ryan Johnson a lot of people were concerned for him last year is really taking a massive step in five games he has one goal three assists for four points and plus five for uh, USA on the blue line. I've uh, been really impressed with him. Really good passer. High hockey IQ. High hockey IQ. Um, been doing some really nice things for USA. And then Dylan Cousins, a guy that I've talked about over and over. I'm just all in on this kid. He's shown flashes of brilliance in the world junior. He is dominating there. He's exactly what you want to see. And I understand Middlestat dominated and he hasn't worked out. But the size is clearly a bigger factor for Cousins than it is Middlestat. He's a big kid, over six feet tall. He's been manhandling kids at this tournament. Five games played, seven goals, six of six, 13 points, plus 10. He has a great chance at winning tournament MVP and winning a gold medal with Canada. To me, it's an absolute no-brainer to bring him in and slot him into a third-line role for the Sabres. You need guys that can put pucks in the net, generate offense. It's time to stop waiting on some of these prospects. He probably had a case that he could have made it last year based on his performance in the preseason and training camp. There's absolutely no doubt in my mind that he should make this team. Whether or not he plays the first few games because he'll be coming right from World Juniors and they might want to get him acclimated a little bit more. That's really a decision of Kruger and Kevin Adams. However, with him playing all these games, I think he should be able to step right in and slot into a third line role like I talked about before with a guy like Thompson on the left, him on the right, and then either Egan, Rustaline, whoever it may be down the middle, even a guy like Curtis Lazar. Um, having a guy like that with Thompson, those guys have a chance of putting up 15, 20 points for you there um, just because of a shortened season, but have the ability to potentially even score you 30, 40 if they reach full potential sooner rather than later. Dylan Cousins is a guy that's going to learn from Jack Eichel 
from Eric Stahl of how to play the center position. He's been playing the wing, which is probably what he's going to play in the first year or two of his NHL career before they kind of move him into that second line center role behind Jack Eichel. Great opportunity to learn from those guys. He's already talked about how Sam Reinhart has been mentoring him. Um, I think it's going to be a great fit for the Sabres. I think he's going to be coming immediately, make significant contributions, and he could be a player that is the difference in the Sabres making the playoffs this year or not. We've talked about how Linus Olmark is really the guy that's going to you know, be the reason why the Sabres do or don't make the playoffs. Guys like Dylan Cousins, Tage Thompson, some of these younger defenders like Okiaru, these fourth-line guys, whether it's Lazar, Eakin, um, Reader, that are going to have to step in and play some minutes for us. They could be the make or break, um, especially in the secondary scoring, if you can win in an already tough division. And I'm just super excited with what I've seen from Dylan Cousins, Paterka, Quinn, and Johnson all having and had uh, great world juniors. And it's going to be exciting to see their development. Rochester is supposed to be getting started, as I mentioned before, in February. This will be a good chance for um, some of these other guys who don't make the Sabres to continue to develop. Um, I think there's a lot of good things that Kevin Adams has been doing, and I think the Sabres are trending in the correct direction. But that's going to do it for today's episode. Appreciate everyone tuning in. I will again, I'll be back again on Thursday, kind of previewing all the NFL playoffs, getting a little bit more in-depth with the Bills-Colts matchup. Um, pay attention on Instagram on either tomorrow or Wednesday. I'm going to be posting. I'm going to be joining another podcast. Uh, they asked me to come on. I'll be giving more details about that. Um, it'll probably be out Wednesday or Thursday. So keep an eye on my Instagram at English Encore uh, Podcast for that. Um, thank you all again for tuning in. Hope everyone stays safe and healthy. This has been English Encore Podcast, Buffalo's favorite sports channel.